Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. It is time for NFL Week 4. Week 3 is thankfully in the books. Tough week for our Kansas City Chiefs. They drop one of the Colts 20-17. to In Royals news, um, not much has changed. Obviously, since our last podcast, they fired Dayton. They've got about a week left as we record this. And uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about Mizzou for obvious reasons. Um, So let's go ahead and get started with Colts versus Chiefs Week 3. And I don't care who wants to start, but this game is like hard to put into words for me. Uh, Uh, Something I've never said in the Mahomes era. Our defense was good and our offense was shit. Yeah. um, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. The, The offense did not play well, especially given the Colts offensive line. But if you really want to say what side of the ball lost it for the Chiefs, it was the special teams. Mm-hmm. Um, they John, shipped... you, you, this would be the week to have a special teams report. Yeah. Well, special teams report is deader than dead because I no longer care. I'll do um, it. <laughs> I mean, there, there's no need for one. We can just say it. We dropped the punt. No, we... I, I, I did a, I did the point counter, how many points they cost us, and they ended up costing us 14 yeah. points. Yeah, well, because we missed the field goal, we we missed an extra point. We we faked a field goal. That's seven, and we dropped the punt for another another seven. So there's and then you have to count the the, this like Isaiah Pacheco getting tackled like the ten like three times. Yeah, um, just giving a shit field position out the gate, and yeah, you said it as well, Josh. You have to combine. I mean, the offense really. Um, if they could have just been a little better in short yardage situations, could have had a perfectly acceptable day. Um, but they were very poor. Um, yeah, everything had to go wrong. And look, the thing that I want to say that just the biggest is the Chiefs, as much as they shot themselves in the foot with special teams, still sacked Philip Rivers, or not Philip Rivers, uh, uh, Matt Ryan, to basically secure the game, uh, at least yeah. in a very strong way. Yeah. And for the first time in my life, first time in my life, I've seen an unsportsmanlike conduct given out to a player that didn't even start an altercation, didn't do anything. All he did is say something. What what could he have said that was he, that he had to say something down? like fucked that up? Felt, but like that felt like but, they were just like looking for a reason to give the Chiefs. A but play. I'll say this: Matt Ryan would have came out and said, "Yeah, Chris Jones was a, like said like some racist." But what comment could or Chris Jones racist have said? comment? That's what, what, could, what, that's what I was saying. I was like, what could Chris Jones Matt have Ryan. said? What could Chris Jones have said that was so bad? That what if Chris Jones didn't say anything to Matt Ryan, but said something to the rest looking at Matt yeah, Ryan, or like he was looking was straight like, at Matt Ryan? I mean, look, yeah. it it was in the league has yet to um, tell the Chiefs or come out with what was said which is fishy because like I do they ever that. come out and say that i mean i feel like they could i mean i feel like they owe the team an explanation as to what was said or why the rest i feel of the like flag. the team would be like chris what'd you say and yeah. he'll be like and i said chris, this and chris like, knows what he said and he's not gonna say it publicly probably but he knows what he said but i just can't see anything look i i've played football at a very amateur level and even at that level there's a lot of fucked up shit said on the field. There's a lot of things you talk you talk to the other team about. You call the other team things that you should not repeat off of the football field. And refs let you fucking slide. They don't care. It's football. That's the way it goes. I just don't understand why all of a sudden now, like in the biggest moment of the game, that's when we decide that's unacceptable. It, I, I just, I can't, I can't put an explanation together for it, man. It, it's infuriating, and it. Um, look, 
just comes on the back of so many other preventable things that it it just it felt like every single damn thing had to go wrong. They said the on uh, they said on part of my take that they're like they felt like refs feel so bad for Matt Ryan because he like is so old and he can't do anything that like they're just gonna protect him. They're not gonna let you talk shit to him, and that's kind of how it felt because like if he does that to like another like. If he does that to Herbert the week before, I don't think a flag's thrown, to be honest. Like, I, I don't know what he could have said. Like, whenever you talk about, you know, like Josh, you said something racial or something like that. Typically, it's the other way around, right? It's like a Mason Rudolph to a Miles Garrett, where Miles Garrett claimed that Rudolph said something like that. That's typically what happens. Not like a an African-American talking to, like, white-ass Matt Ryan. What's he going to say? What's he going to say? Like, I... I I, just I don't, don't know, man. I just don't get I it. Don't know. It was frustrating. The Chiefs, that that didn't lose the Chiefs the game by any means. Now it hurt. I'm not gonna lie, but the Chiefs. It was the like, icing on the cake. But it took away. You got the stop. You had to get. Like you I, got. I, it. I know. I know. I'm just In saying. The other teams half of the field. I'm just saying like, that uh, there are many other reasons the Chiefs lost that game. Yeah, there are. It is, and that I, should not. It shouldn't have come down to one penalty. You talk about all the special teams miscues. Kelsey dropping a touchdown. I mean, it wasn't the easiest catch, but if he catches that, it's over, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, missed opportunities, settling for field goals. Um, just, you know, stuff like that. It was really infuriating because anybody that watched, Colts fans, I've seen them on social media, have said, yeah, Kansas City was a way better team. Kansas City played better. Kansas City was a better team. But you got to have all three phases of the game. And one phase, the defense was very solid. The other phase, the second phase, the offense was mediocre, but you can win like that. But you can't win like that when the third phase, the special teams, was just abysmal. Terrible. One of the worst performances I've ever seen. And you, you just you can't give a team a sixty yard excuse a sixty yard turnover. Have you I, guys heard have you guys heard how like the Chargers had the number one defense and number one offense in like two thousand nine? But the worst special teams and they, missed they the playoffs. playoffs. That was the year we and went was, ten and six with I, Castle. I, that's when I, and I when I saw that set, I was like, how the fuck do you do that? But after last you know, week, it makes total sense. And, like, I, I know I've said this to you guys a bunch, like, in the past few days. That was my life every single week last year with Green Bay. It was that every fucking game. Like, that's the, please, God, don't let the Chiefs do that because I can't take it anymore. Like, especially well, in the, the thing is, it's not even, like, it's not even that much of, like, a, I don't think it's like a systemic issue though. Like it's like okay, we have no trust in Matt Amendola, and he's terrible. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, cut. So, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. And then we have, look, I'm sorry. Why, when you have Patrick Mahomes, are you ever catching yeah. a punt between the ten and the ten yard line and the goal line? Why? Why are you ever even like acting like you're gonna do that? Uh, just it's mind boggling. I have a better one it, though. It, Why, when you have Patrick Mahomes? If you don't trust your kicker, are you faking a field goal on fourth and ten instead of just going for it? If, I have no. If you don't think you can make that field goal, let Mahomes go for it. You, you're letting Tommy Townsend throw the ball instead of Patrick Mahomes. Like that to me, that was. Well, say, that that is was, the first. That, that was, was the first. Uh, that was the first failed uh, trick play attempt with Tommy Townsend. He was three for three before. Just saying, I mean, yeah, it's but like, it's still that. Have we faked a field goal yet? I don't think so. I feel like those have no, to be those have been punts. I feel like, but also, like, I get it more so if it's fourth and four, right? Fourth and ten, you're like, yeah, just praying that they like 
every player on the Colts falls asleep, really. Yeah, you're well, praying that they all block that. You are praying yeah. that nobody, like, pays attention. Which, which, when you bring it up, I mean, we they were only down by three, or... No, they were... That was what was when it? We it was 17-14. It was 17-14. It was 17-13. 17-13. Okay, yeah, so, I don't know. But there were two, I mean, those are two chances right there to get three points. That puts you up, if you make both of those, 23-13, to 13, the game is over, right? So it's just stuff like that. The reason I'm not panicking, and I don't think a lot of people are panicking, is because it's incredibly solvable. It's, it's issues that aren't lingering, right? It's not like the Chargers who just lost their right tackle for the season and lost Joey Bosa for most of the season, right? That stuff you just you can't make up, right? What, what happened to us is incredibly fixable. It's not... And it will probably be fixed when Butker comes back. I mean, how many times are we going to have a backup kicker? Hopefully not many more. So we'll see. And necessary changes will be made. If Pacheco can't get better returns, if Sky Moore can't get better returns, I have faith that Andy Reid will put different people out there. It, wait, just start taking touchbacks. Just start taking or touchbacks. Or that. Or that. 25-yard line? Yeah, ever since it's I'll been moved to the 25, day. ever since it's been moved to the 25, taking a touchback has become the play unless you, you can't, unless they kick it short. They take the touchback. But yeah. And the other thing, sorry, the last thing about the Chiefs yeah. this week, the offensive line, oof, oof, oof. For the amount of praise this offensive line gets, yeah. they are really freaking terrible at doing offensive line things. They like, uh, there's, there's a fraud in there. One I'll of those say, guys I'll say this. is a fraud. guy like Lamar Jackson, a guy like Aaron Judge have bet on themselves, and they've done really, really well. So far for Lamar, obviously Aaron Judge. But then you get a guy like Orlando Brown who bet on himself, and I don't even think he's going to get a fraction of the contract the Chiefs offered him now. Like he, And it's early, but man, he's, he looked really bad. He's been driven back way too many times. Dude, and he looked awful. I, I'm not an offensive line scouting person, but like, I know it was only like three days from when he came back, but when we went to camp, he looked like yeah. shit. Uh, and he does not look far from the guy we saw at camp. It's yeah. it's terrible, and they, and they he's, really and he's never been out. an elite pass protector. He's been a pretty good run blocker, but never been elite at that position. I, and I saw you know I think last week was one of the few weeks I've ever seen Trey Smith not look good. So it was just random shit that happened. But you watch football long enough. This is a loss. It may be in year one of Mahomes that I would have freaked the fuck out and I would have lost my mind. And I still was pissed when it happened. But you've watched football enough. It's a long-ass season. People lose. You just got to deal with it. You just have to live with it. Like like Buffalo, man. And we'll talk about them later, I'm sure. John, you had them if they didn't lose to Kansas City going 17-0. And, like, and they lose to Miami. It's, it's, a, the, there's, it's not like college sports where like it's embarrassing to lose a game. It's, it's The margin between winning and losing in this league is so razor thin between every team. That you cannot afford mistakes like the ones we made on Sunday. Nope, absolutely not. And that one's gonna hurt because the uh, the Raiders and the Chargers both lost, and the Broncos really aren't that good. But the Broncos got a win on us. Um, yeah. So yeah, man, that frustrating to come out of that week with a loss. But yeah. after what happened on Saturday, I knew it was coming. <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and head into Week Four. Before we do that, Josh, what are the standings in Lock of the Week and Underdog of the Week? Uh, let's pull him up. Jackson, you are three and oh, I am two and one. John is one and two in underdog of the week. John and I are both one and two or 
John and I are both one and two and another log of the week. Jackson, you're two and one. Jackson, three and zero, oh, lock of the week. Me, two and one, lock of the week. John, one and two, and lock of the week. Okay, our reigning champ is a little behind the eight ball to start, um, and he's also. Never I would say you don't, again. you don't want to be in the spot Jackson is because the last time I was, I went three and zero. Oh, I went on a six game losing streak. <sighs> okay. I don't love the board this week either, if we're being honest, but we'll see what happens. Let's go ahead and kick it off. Thursday night football, the 3-0 Dolphins take on the 1-2 Bengals, and the Bengals are four-point favorites. I, uh, I, John, I, I mean, this is you. I don't disagree either with this line. I think Cincinnati's going to beat Miami. Uh, Yeah, I, I will pick uh Cincinnati. I... I like him at home. I think the Giants, or sorry, the Dolphins obviously had a really good performance last week, but I don't see them being a dynamo. I just think that there's some things that aren't perfect. So I'll take the Bengals to hand the Dolphins their first loss of the year. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins underdog of the week. It's probably the best team you're going to get at underdog. Yeah, that's, I, I was like, if John didn't take them, I know I can't really get better odds. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I know you absolutely can. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I it and Miami could win this game easily. I just don't love the idea of going to Cincinnati on a short week with an injured Tua. You know, and, and Miami. The one the one problem and the one thing that shocked me a little bit is you know Mike McDaniel comes from the Shanahan branch, but the Dolphins have not run the football very well this year, which is odd. Uh, we'll see if they get that going, but. They've been kind of struggling to get the the ball rolling on the ground, so we'll see. Uh, okay. Next game. Uh, after that one, we're gonna go to the London game. Um, the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. The Vikings are two and a half point favorites. Uh, I will take the Vikings to win. You know, I got the Vikings winning as well. We always talk about how like one p.m. Kirk Cousins is like a Hall of Fame-worthy player, and then, like, primetime Cousins' is ass. What What is 8.30 a.m. Kirk Cousins? What do we feel? Like, is that even It's going to be better? mediocre. Is that even mediocre. better because less people are watching? Or, like... Uh, he's still playing afternoon, though. He's still... But the thing is, though, is he's playing... He's the only game. So well, he's not playing afternoon. Better. He's playing morning. Yeah, it, technically, he's playing afternoon. But he's playing well, in the there, afternoon. There. Yeah, true, true. Uh, what, what time... Hold on. What time is 8.30 there? It's, uh, it's like 2.30. 2.30. Okay, okay, so we're fine. As long as it doesn't creep into nighttime. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. the Vikings. But I, I, Man, the Saints, man, I don't know what to make of them. Jameis has just been throwing. Um, next game. Jameis gonna... doesn't throw checkdowns, so I really like Chris Olave and Michael Thomas this week. True. And Jarvis Landry. Um, next game. We're going to noon now. The Cleveland Browns go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. The Browns are one and a half point favorites. I, I will I take. I don't have a I'll read take, on this game. I don't have a read. I'll take the Falcons to win. Um, I. I. Okay. Sorry, I was is, just going to say. Sorry, go ahead, Jackson. I was just going to say this to me is two teams that are the exact same right now. In terms I disagree. Of style, in terms of Which style, is weird. In terms of style. And and I think that they both kind of have placeholder quarterbacks. But not just that. I think these two are just run-heavy teams. That's all I was getting at in that they rely on the ground game. And that's – I know Cleveland's got a better personnel, which is why I like them to win. But this is like – 
What's the over under on this game? Uh, 49 and a half. I would smash the under. I feel like this is a ball control type game. Pretty high. Uh, I'll take the Falcons though. I'm going to take Browns. And I was thinking about doing lock of the week, but I'm not going to. Getting a little risque. Um, Okay. Next game. Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are three point favorites. Don't Uh, care for this game. I will take the Cowboys. Um, like Dallas. Carson Wentz is horrible. He is just yeah. dreadful. There's it turns out the Giants bad. are pretty shit. Um, that's, <laughs> that's something. That game was rough to watch. As someone who foolishly bet on the Giants to win 10 games. What was I thinking? That's oh, never man. hitting in any dimension. Well, oh, I'll might hit this. you might get to 3-1 and one and we'll get to that later. But yeah, I like the Cowboys as well. I'm going to go Commanders. Okay. Uh, Seahawks at Lions. Lions are four-point favorites. Killing the Lions to get another win. Uh, it was nice to see them to sort of get the lid off. I don't know well, why. The thing that sucks is they could be 3-1. 3-0. Oh, they, could, they could be 3. No, I mean, yeah, they could be 4-0 oh if they win this. Yeah, but yeah. obviously they, they, they did a typical Lions and blew a game to the Vikings in the last few minutes. Typical last first. few seconds. Or last last minute. Same shit. Uh, typical yeah, first. no, I was just saying. They typical were that close. Uh, 1 p.m. Nobody's watching. Goes crazy. Uh, but this is my lock of the week. I like Detroit minus four. Um, Good. I thought uh, about it. I, I thought, thought about it too. Yeah, I gave you guys the chance. But since nobody oh, jumped yeah, on it, I, uh, I love it. I love it. I think Detroit's a good football team. And I think Seattle... I think people are a little blinded by their week one performance. They think they're a little better than they are. Don't think the Seahawks are a very good football team. Um, and I don't think Geno Smith is a very good quarterback. It's dangerous to take Jared Goff as your lock of the week, but I like it at home. I feel like this number should be closer to six. So I like the Lions at four. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next game. Another noon game. We got one and two Tennessee Titans heading to the one, one and one Indianapolis Colts. The Colts uh, are three and a half point favorites. Yeah, perfect underdog of the week opportunity. Uh, I think this is a good opportunity for the Titans to get on the right track. Um, so you're taking I, it. I think the Colts are terrible, man. So yeah, I'm one, are you taking it, John? I'm confused. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Titans underdog of the week. Yeah, okay. I, I truly, man, like the, the I don't even think the Chiefs' defense is as good as it like appears to be. Like Matt Ryan is ass. Yeah, yeah, they're terrible. And I, I don't see them winning this game. I think this is a bit of an overreaction to a lucky win against them. Yeah, so I have Titans plus three and a half as my lock of the week. Okay. Yeah. This podcast think, is going to be very upset if the Titans lose this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot riding yep. on this. There is. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you guys. I like Tennessee in this game. Okay. Moving forward, unless anybody has something to add. Uh, Bears, no. two and one. At the Giants, two and one. The Giants are minus three. Really thought about locking this in. Obviously, they already went, but minus three Giants. I love that line. John, or not John, Josh, can you like admit Justin Fields is dog shit yet? Or like what? Uh, I have no comment. <laughs> His 23 completed passes through three weeks are the lowest amount since the 1950s in football through three weeks. Still have no comment after this stat 
is being provided. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean the Giants. It, and I don't think the Giants are that good, but I think they get to 3-1 and one here. I have really thought about locking this. I've thought about locking a lot of games, but I got my eyes fixed on one game. Um, so I, I won't do the Giants, but I'll take them to win. John, I'll just let you know this. If the Giants lose this game, Giants 10 wins is dead. It's dead, yeah. They, yeah. I pretty much every time they lose to a team like this. This is a must win because good. after this is the Packers and Ravens and then Jaguars. Yep. And, yeah. And Jaguars, since when the hell has the Jaguars been a feared opponent? But now they are. Well, they just whipped two teams. Well, like that's a good far. transition. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wait, wait, fucker. Oh, I thought you went. No, bear down. Okay. Um, All right. Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars at Philly. The Eagles. Philly minus six and a half. Uh, Yeah. I don't have much on this one. I Uh, thought about this. Jaguars are good, bro. Like, they're actually a good football team. It's It's messed up. They should win the NFC. So are the Eagles, though? The Eagles, to me, are the NFC favorite. I liked them a lot coming into the year, I had them winning the division. But they look even better than that. And what and what does Philly not have, really? They've got two dynamic receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. They've got a hell of a run game. Defensively, they've got Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, all of these defensive players. Secondary, they've got Darius Slay. And quarterback was the one big question mark I think a lot of people, including myself, had. But Jalen Hurts is kicking ass. So, to me, Philly, it's hard to bet against them right now is but it's also hard to get i mean the jaguars back-to-back blowout wins yeah um so i think i think six and a half is a little wide uh, i'm not too. gonna go for it though um but i'll go ahead and take the eagles but i this is a game that i think people should have their eyes on I'm excited i think this is this gonna game. be a good game but i'm gonna go i'm gonna go eagles but i have jaguars plus six and a half i'm really excited for this game actually i think this is gonna be one of the best games of the noon slate um, the new slate is pretty good this week. Well, you just cursed it because our next game is the Jets at the Steelers. Yeah. Zach the Wilson terrible. makes his debut. Zach Wilson is back, baby. Uh, too bad we don't get to watch Flacco throw 50 times a game anymore. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, minus three, Pittsburgh. I don't want any part I've... of this game. I hate this game. Yeah. You know, I thought about taking Jets plus three and then – I completely forgot about it, and then my brain said take Steelers minus three, so I'm completely staying away from this, but also it's because I know what I'm taking already. Um, I am going to pick the Jets, though. Zach Wilson all day. Suck it, Josh. I, I have to agree. I'm not I'm, I'm not worried about saying Zach Wilson's going to be a bust, okay. but I think the Jets are the better team in this week. I will say... It, it, it could, he could be very rusty this week. I think that's why I'm leaning more towards Pittsburgh. That, that's the one fear I have, but we'll see. Um, next game, this is going to be a damn good game. Buffalo Bills at the Baltimore Ravens. Buffalo, three-point favorites. I think this isn't going to be as good as you think. Think blowout? Yeah, I have a huge blowout Buffalo Whoa. winning. Okay, interesting. I got Buffalo winning comfortably as well, but not blowout. Yeah, I don't know. I like Buffalo to win. Uh, here's the thing with Buffalo, and this is their biggest problem, is they either beat the dog shit out of you or they lose a close game. They don't win close games. So you really, if you're going to pick the other team's line, you might as well pick them to win. That's kind of what it is at this point. Uh, but I like Buffalo. 
think that they bounce back from last week and hopefully Ken Dorsey gets a new headset. You'd know that the Buffalo Bills probably won't have a camera in there after what happened last week. Oh, so funny. Next game. He came out and said something. I wasn't able to see what he said, though. I mean, what does he have to say? He was pissed off. I mean, everybody's acted like that before. Uh, I did I did something similar to that when the Chiefs lost, so. Uh, next game. Chargers at Texans. Chargers minus five. Texans underdog of the week. Okay. Texans underdog of the week. Yeah. Um, I like them to get their first win here. Uh, the Chargers, man. Wow. The injury bug has just killed them. You got Herbert, obviously, still dealing with his rib thing. Uh, Jalen Guyton tore his ACL. Um, Joey Bosa's out for a long time. Sean Slater's out for the rest of the year. Keenan Allen's still dealing with an injury. I mean, look, damn good football team. They're still better than the Texans. But Texans at home. Just just gotta gotta try for it. Oh Christ. Okay. I'm gonna do something ill advised. I'm gonna take the Chargers lock of the week. Wow. Um I I know. I know all those things. Um, but dude, the Texans are not a good no, there's team. two big games this week, and that's about it. The Bro, Texans dude. are not a good football team, and the Chargers are and I just oh I, I I would like the Texans to win, but I just I really feel like the Chargers just go ahead and take care of business. It's a good yeah, chance for them. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm done. I'll just say I agree. I think I want to see the Texans win, but after losing the Texans last year when it really mattered most, there's no way the Chargers lose this again, you know? Yeah. yeah I mean, I look. Yeah, I get it. But I think there's a lot of trouble in Charger land right now. There's a lot of problems. Um, and, and at the bare minimum, the Texans play hard for Lovey Smith. And when you're looking for an upset, you try and find a team that plays hard for their head coach, like Detroit does for Dan Campbell. So that's my really only reasoning. I've gotten a crazier one. I got Cooper Rush beating the fucking Bengals. So, you know, I'm just throwing shit out at this point. Uh, it's not a terrible pick. It's underdog of the week. Afternoon slate. The Arizona Cardinals head to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Panthers are one and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, I don't think you guys realize the Cardinals are shit. I don't think you realize the Panthers are shit because they are. Yeah, they're this, both. Shit. This is, I got no clue where to go. This on. I'm going on Panthers, and I'll say this: the Panthers has beat the Cardinals for the last five times they played each other. Yep, true that. I just know all this because my roommate's a Cardinals fan. <laughs> um, uh, I'll take the the Panthers. Yeah, I like Cardinals here, but I couldn't shame anybody for going either direction. Next and game. supposedly, if the Panthers win, bye-bye Cliff. Really? Seth, where did you see that? Just from hearing stuff. I just right. don't believe that. I, I mean, didn't they just give him a five-year contract? Yeah, but then he finished the season like shit, didn't win in the playoffs, and now he could start 1-3 and three when he really should be 0-4. I, I think it's necessary. Not necessary, but I definitely wouldn't say it's a crazy fire. Yeah, two coaches that need Because it. you have to realize this. If Cliff is supposed to be good in the first half and you're expecting him to be shit in the, in the second half, it's not looking good. I think nope. not having DeAndre Hopkins probably buys him more time. You think? 
I mean, yeah, probably. Look, tote teams hate paying people to not work for them. Like, to, you would have to hate Cliff Kingsbury to fire him right now. You would have to absolutely believe he's a shit, no-good coach to fire him right now. They might, but I just don't see it happening. And Matt Rule's on a, a decently hot seat as well, so this is, we'll see. Um, afternoon slate continued. Denver goes to Vegas to take on the Raiders, another coach that seems to be under some fire, Josh McDaniels. The Raiders, though, are two-and-a-half-point favorites. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So both of these teams kind of blow, is my opinion on that. Um, I think that both of them have kind of crappy coaches, too. Yeah. Um, uh, but the Broncos, nonetheless, have managed to get two wins of three. Um, I'll take the Raiders to get on the board here. Yeah, I, I like the Raiders as well. Um, did you guys hear that they were having already talks with Josh McDaniels? Yeah, he's under fire right now. He's got a... That that would be insane if it doesn't work out literally within four weeks. I got, I got, I mean, I want the Raiders to win just so the division's easier, but I think the Broncos have to figure something out, you know? I, I'm on, I see it more so as Nathaniel Hackett could be a Freddie Kitchens at this point. It's kind of crazy to say early on, but. That is pretty crazy to say. But he's looked horrible. He looks completely in over his head. So I, I don't know. Um, See, he, he seems pretty stupid, though. Our biggest line of the week is the Patriots and Packers. Uh, presumably, Brian Hoyer will be playing for the Patriots. It is Packers minus nine and a half. Uh, okay. So I'm going to take the Packers. Um which puts the Packers kind of doing what they did last year, uh, starting off shit and just kind of rolling right through after that. Uh, and I think this should be business as, u- as usual at Lambeau. Well, listen to Green Bay's schedule after this, and, and it kind of is like last year. So they obviously suck week one, they bounce back week two, and then they win a game week three that they you know weren't favored in. But now they got New England, the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. I mean, they... They get out of an easy schedule, man. Well, it gets harder later, but that should be six and one right there. That you should be out of that. Then they go to Buffalo on Sunday night, so it, it will get more challenging later down the line. But they should win those games. Yeah, um, I think and New England's should. in trouble, obviously. I don't think they're a playoff team anyway, but yeah, they're not very good. They're gonna miss Sunday night football. This might be in Tampa Bay. It might be in Minnesota. Regardless, it'll be the Chiefs and Bucks. The Chiefs are one-point favorites in this game. I don't like it. I This game scares me. Yeah. Uh, before I saw the Chargers line, this was my lock of the week. Uh, <laughs> just to piss you guys off. Uh, and it was going to be the Chiefs. Um, not <laughs> for me. any logical reason. But then I remembered, oof, the Colts' defense is bad. Chiefs' offense struggled to score against it. The Buccaneers' defense Best is in the league. damn good. Best in the league. And I think that the Chiefs are going to have a very frustrating night. Um, and yeah, I hate to say it, but I am going to pick the Buccaneers. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I forgot about just how stifling that defense is. 
And as much as there's kind of a kind of an injury bug with the Buccaneers, um, I just don't really trust the Chiefs right now. The early season Chiefs have a tendency to just put out some fart style performances. Um, pretty much every year Mahomes has been here, except for the first one in the COVID year. So I guess half of his years. Um, I I feel like we're just kind of in a situation where we might have to swallow an L here. I'm going to pick the Buccaneers as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, – I just have a rule. I don't pick against Tom Brady. It it bit, bit me last week, although I was happy about it. Um, I don't bet against him. I just don't do it. And I'm going to take him. I especially do not bet against him two times in a row. That's, like, unheard of. I know my, one of these quarterbacks is going to have to lose two games in a row, which is very weird, but I think it'll be – I think it'll be us. Uh, that, that defense for Tampa, man. Every fucking year, Tom Brady has an amazing defense. How does it happen? Like, how? Literally, he's had more... Think about this. He's had more top five defenses since he's turned 40 than Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Aaron Rodgers ever had in their career. All of them combined? Not combined. Just any of them. Just any of them. Okay. So he's had more top five defenses since turning 40 than they've had in their entire playing careers. And Mahomes as well. But Mahomes obviously younger. Just it's batshit. How Wasn't he like happen? forty Mahomes first year? It's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, there we go. And then Monday night football. Dun 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 dun. Uh, it is Rams at 49ers, and the 49ers are one and a half point favorites. Ooh, this game's usually interesting. Um Shanahan and- is McVay's dad for the most part. Uh you yeah. take out last yeah. year's NFC Championship game that Garoppolo just threw away. Uh, 49ers have owned the Rams recently. Yeah. Um, And I'll take him again. I'll take him again. I think the Niners, honestly, like, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is not an amazing quarterback. Not at all. He functions. uh, Sometimes. Something Trey Lance, I think, struggled a little bit at. Um, Now, he does step out of the back of the end zone, but. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as Orlovsky, at least, man. The Orlovsky one was like hilarious. that one's the best, bro. That's so good. The Jimmy one was understandable, but yeah, and ran down that thing like ten steps. Um, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the Niners. I'll take Kyle Shanahan continuing to be Sean McVay's father. Josh, I have the Rams winning. I just cannot see Sean McVay not beating this 49ers offense. There's just no fucking way. Man, this Rams team's been <laughs> underwhelming as well, though. I think we have to look they at They have too. been. Don't get me wrong. And because, like, literally they barely beat the Falcons. Did, who did they play last week? Uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, that's right. And they, I mean, they scored 20, 20 on them. And their, 20 their defense played good. But yeah. I don't know, goals. man. Yeah, I don't Definitely know. Definitely going to be interesting. Cooper Cup didn't have a great week last week. Four catches for 44 yards. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I like the 49ers in this one at home. Bounce back spot. Prime time. Um, The over-under in this is 42. I know that these offenses haven't been great, but I like that to go over. Uh, Although I I will say 49ers probably right behind Tampa Bay in just absurd defense. It's remarkable how good their defense is. Uh, and how much waste? It, how much it's been wasted by the offense so far? 
Well, yeah, that is NFL Week 4 picks. Josh, you've got them written down. Uh, go ahead and read off our Lock of the Weeks and Underdog of the Weeks. Lock of the Week, we got John. Chargers minus 5 at Houston. I have the Titans plus 3.5 again at Indy. Jackson, you have Lions minus 4 against the Seahawks. Underdog of the Week, John has Titans at Indy. I have Dolphins at Cincy. Jackson has Texans versus Chargers. There you have it, folks. There is our NFL Week 4 preview. Um, do we still have time, Josh, or do we need to go? Uh, I mean, you just can keep going. Don't worry about me. I just really want to get my D4 in the week. And... Okay. Uh, well, let's Ramble. do that. Then, I, I would like to air some grievances. So. Yeah, I, I was going to say. I think we like, could all I think have we... a different D4 from the same game. Um, D4 of the but week, I'm, Josh. I'm letting you guys. I'm letting you guys touch that. D4 of the week, D4 Josh. of the week. D4 of the week. I'm going to set this up. So, I made cookies last night. And, you know, <laughs> I burnt them. So, that was, so oh. that was shit. Or, so, that was shit already. And, you know, I made them for the house. And no one really wanted to eat them because we, we were watching a movie. And someone brought over candy. And it's like, candy superior. So, I'm like, all right, fuck that. I just burnt cookies for no fucking reason. And no one really ate them. So, I ate three. And I'm like, okay, they're good. And I don't have milk. So, that pissed me off, too. What I do when I get home today, I put the cookies in the microwave like a normal person, right? Put them in for 30 seconds, and I'm like, okay. I, I go do something. I forgot I put them in the microwave. I open up the microwave. They're like a little uh, a little cold now. So I'm like, put them in for 10 minutes. I grab them out of the microwave. I take a fucking bite, and holy shit, did I burn the roof of my mouth and my tongue. D4 of the week is burning your mouth. 10 minutes? No, 10 seconds. You said minutes. Oh, oh seconds. But, yeah, I'm just like, D4 of the week is burning your mouth. It is the worst feeling. Wow. Didn't you burn your finger making cookies, like, this year? No, I burnt my finger uh, using the air fryer, and I, and I had a Drew Brees uh, birthmark. I thought you were just literally retelling that. That's what I thought was happening. No, this is this just happened <laughs> literally 30 minutes before the podcast. <laughs> okay. You're a warrior. You You came through the podcast on injured reserve. Unbelievable, yeah. Josh. Um, John, D4 of the week. Uh, I, hmm, I, I mean, like, there's obvious ones in here. Well, do what um, you want to do. It can be get obvious. to that game, though. We'll, I'll stay for the get-go of that game, but, like. All right. I, D4 of the week is just, I have no, I don't know, man. I, there's so much shit. So many actual bad sports-related things that happened that it just like D four of the week is for letting it happen to me. I don't know. D four. That's a lame D four of the week. Yeah. Well, what do you want me to say, dude? I can't even get my thoughts together. Okay? I'll give you a D four of, of the week. Give uh, a D four of the week. It's obvious. Mizzou. Um, yeah. Exactly. Holy shit! They had their own D Ford moment. That's 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 honorary already. Um. We can just go over it now if, if anybody wants to fucking air it out. Because I'll say this. Since I have a couple minutes, I'll get my piece and I will leave. Okay. I got I got three fucking things. One, that loss in the fourth quarter in overtime was not a lie drink with fault. Two. Uh, no. Yeah. Harrison Melvis, you fat Mevis. fuck lose weight. Three. Yeah, Mevis. Three. What the fuck did I just fucking witness? Do you know the utter bullshit I just fucking watched? I, I don't I don't give two shits if I'm saying fucking too much because holy shit. I thought I've seen it all. 
I really have. And somehow we pulled that out of our ass. And you know what? I'm not going to say that's the worst I've ever, I will ever see in my life. Because I know oh, it can get somehow worse. down the road, it's going to get fucking worse. It will. And fight. It'll find I, a way. I, 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 just, I just don't know. Like, there is no other college team that does this shit. No. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, uh, horrible, to say the least. Now, and this this all happens within a, like, 30 minutes of game time. time. Of game time, like, two minutes of game time, right? Um, you have a great pass to Dominic Lovett to set you up at first and goal. Um, I believe, I believe Drinkwitz made a fine decision by just playing for the field goal to end it, right? I think that's the decent decision. Knowing us, we would have fumbled the fucking ball if we tried to go for the touchdown. Mevis, the announcers are like, he doesn't take any warm-up kicks. He doesn't take any warm-up kicks. Well, maybe your fucking ass should take some warm-up kicks because holy shit, how do you shank a 26-yard field goal when you are standing directly center with the goalpost? Then you go to Guys, I'm not even lying when I say this. I could make four out of ten of those. And I, like, that's maybe oh, realistic. The average I, person... The average human could make that, I believe. The that. average person would say, oh, I can make all ten. Like, I'm going to be realistic. I can make at least four out of ten. Like... I think I what can make fuck? six. I think I can make six. I give myself I a six. Seven from twenty from twenty six yards center, not not angled, right? If it was like far right, far left, you know, maybe I I'd, I'd struggle. Just dead center, twenty six yards. I'd make at least half. But we keep. He going. thought he made it, and he thought he made it. Yeah, he that was the funniest up. part. You as a kicker, like, how do you think you made that? Like how? But yeah, and then in overtime. They nearly, I mean, by the tip of their dick, miss an interception uh, that sets up a fourth and seven for Auburn to kick the field goal. The kicker sends it like 10 million years away, more somehow more embarrassing than Harrison Mevis's was, and we're offsides. And it no, had, that wasn't more embarrassing. That really just, wasn't. And just like the D Ford incident, being offsides gave the Tigers zero advantage. It's like when D Ford was offsides, that didn't impact the play. Neither did that. Being offsides did not impact that missed field goal. And then they get another chance, they hit it. And then we're about to win the fucking game. We're about to win the fucker. And this fuck tries to switch hands, Pete, at the goal line. I've never seen that in my life. I've seen the ball hit out at the goal line and be ruled a touchback. I remember Derek Carr did that a few years ago. I remember that happened to the Browns versus us in the playoffs. Where you fumble out of the back of the end zone because you got hit. I've never seen someone just drop it, changing hands. Unreal. For even for Mizzou standards, unreal. I mean, it's a school that never disappoints. You know, yeah, that's I'll leave it on that. Unbelievable. Gents, I will talk to you guys next week. All right, deuce out, Josh. Uh, we will talk to you next week. But yeah, John, any opinion, anything that can be said that I haven't already? Okay, so my biggest takeaway from this game is that I've seen, I've, I've said this to everyone I know, so if you know me and you're listening to this, I'm sorry, you've heard it already. I have seen teams lose on missed chip shots. I have seen teams lose on dropped interceptions. I've seen teams lose on untimely offsides. And I've seen teams lose on players dropping the ball before they cross the goal line. But I have never ever ever seen all four of those things in one game and i have especially never ever seen all four of those things by one team and i've never ever ever seen all four of those things happen 
in the span of like 20 real time minutes. Like Mizzou did all of this shit in like in like 15 minutes, man. Like four separate times it was like, "Oh, we won the football game." No, like okay, he missed that kick. We we won the game. Like the or the Auburn guy missed the kick. We miss we have an easy shot. I mean, like it just it blows my mind. It it really it, it blows is. My like, mind. I, I tweeted it out on our account. There's one program in the entire country that happens to. Nobody else in nobody else in the history of college football has that, that happened. No that would not happen to anybody else in the history of the sport except Missouri Athletics. Look it was I don't even like I always expect the worst with Mizzou and that that surprised me. Like I very rarely get surprised out of that university anymore, but that shit surprised me. I was like, holy hell. Like the missed field goal surprised me. The offsides, eh, you know, kinda I guess. The dropped interception was, you know, eh. But then the fumble, man. Oh my god. And I added it to the Mizzou Mount Rushmore, by the way, on my notes app, John. It it's there now. So uh don't worry. It is it's on there. And it it's gonna be I'm telling you what, when we do the I think we're gonna wait till after football season to do it. It'll be some off season content. But when we do the Mizzou Mount Rushmore draft of like horrible things that have happened. I think it's going in the top four. I think it's going to be a top four pick. Dude, I think it's a top two. Uh, we weren't we weren't really like there for the the fifth down. It which isn't like, counted. This is this is for from 2010 to 2000 till now. Dude, like the Andrew Baggett was bad, but it's that there. Was just, That's on the list know, as well. You know, That's there. Andrew Baggett missed a field goal, you know? I will say, I don't know if the basketball program has ever had a loss where they fucked up this bad. They've had worse losses. They've lost to Norfolk State. But I don't think they've ever had a loss where they, like, fucked up so many times in a row. Like, this... And I saw a good point, is... If you're Lia Drinkwitz here, that might not have been your fault the way that ended. Because I truly don't believe it's the coach's fault for some of that shit, right? The only thing I would only somewhat get upset with him about is not having your fucking guys ready to you know, being off sides on a field goal. That's the only thing I feel like he could have done anything about, but everything else is just kind of like a freak accident. Right. But there is a serious situation now at Mizzou and then the Missouri locker room where if you're like a Drinkwitz, you're either going to gather the guys after that and get back and be like pissed off about that and be hungry and punch back or you're going to let that completely crumble your season. Because that's the type of loss that could completely ruin the season. Like that, just mentally, emotionally drain the team. Yep, it's just, it's horrible, man. It That is such a shit way to lose a football game. And you game. know you're losing the next two. You're, I mean, this week, it's a joke. John, I know we don't even do the podcast anymore about betting, but let's just throw out there to anybody that wants free fucking money. Uh, Georgia minus 28, hit it. How, how is this not Georgia minus 50? How in the world is this not Georgia minus 50? We're the new KU, dude. We're the new KU. This is astonishing. It's only minus 28. That, that to me is unfucking believable Um, I, I would bet my life savings that Georgia saves, that Georgia wins this game by 28 points at least. Uh, and then after this week, after we lose probably, I'll, I'll say this week we go... We lose 53-10. to 10. Oh, That's my guess. Then, the next week, we go to Florida. 
who's not that good. We'll, we'll get our ass kicked, but they're not that good. Then you get Vanderbilt at home. Like, that's probably, I mean, then you go to South Carolina, number seven Kentucky at home, at number eight Tennessee, who Drinkwitz cannot fucking beat for the life of him, New Mexico State and Arkansas. You're going four and eight. You're going four and eight. <laughs> like, in you are that, going four and eight. What? You are going four and eight. Like, Maybe you're five going, and seven. It's like if you steal a game at South Carolina, you're going five and seven. This yep. is bad. Yep. This is so you bad. Had a chance, you had a chance to say, like, oh, you can beat South Carolina for a bowl. This was the win. Well, if you went to Auburn and, and beat Auburn and you sat at three and one, look, you would have been looking fine. You would have been looking nice. But. Feeling real good about ourselves. Especially, like, how many shit. If you, if you would have scored that touchdown instead of fumbled it, you would have thought to yourself, man. Think about how many things went wrong and Mizzou still found a way to win that game. Right? It would have been a positive narrative. You would have been like, man, you know. Dude, and it was like, it was, we were, he dropped it before anyone even made contact yeah, with it's it. like, like you were so made. close to having that be like a game where you could be like, wow, the old Mizzou would have lost this game. This new Mizzou team found a way to win it. Right? And instead, you just, you just went full Mizzou and you blew it. It's frustrating. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Um, we need to stop talking about that for now. Uh, let's transition to the Royals a little bit. Um, so we got about, as we're recording this right now, we have a week left in the season. They finish on the 5th of October, next Wednesday. Um, they're not going to lose 100. That's one positive. They're at 63 wins. That not going to lose 100. Um, we talked a little bit before we got on the show, but John, what do you expect? What changes do you expect, and what do you kind of expect uh from those changes if they do make those changes who do you expect to come in instead yeah you know what man it's not like i'm not really going to be the one to say like who who's going to come in and who isn't because really the only names i'm familiar with are going to be general or not general they're going to be head coaches um and quite frankly i think that the head coach is like the most overrated thing in baseball like i really think the royals have a systemic problem when it comes to their pitching development. Like yeah. this, yeah. this is all of these people that we've heard are amazing prospects. Maybe our pitching scouting is perfectly fine. Could be. These guys have crazy shit, but yeah. it just, we don't get to see it as often as we like. We need to overhaul the way Everything. we are doing things yeah. at, in that manner. Everything um, has to be overhauled. Yeah. And I mean, and, and when I say that uh, head coach doesn't matter, it does when your head coach is basically vehemently defending a guy like Cal Eldred. I mean, it's unbelievable. Or um, when your head coach is consistently putting Ryan O'Hearn and Hunter Dozier in the starting lineup. Yep. yep. It's also a problem. I know, man. Um, messed up. It's, it's, I, it's, I don't know how we've gotten this far. Like, it, yeah. This this, season, I, think, so I think for sure Bethany and Eldred are gone. I think they keep Zumwalt. I don't see a reason to get rid of Zumwalt. Oh, Zumwalt's got to stick around. Um, I think there's a ton of change. I think there's guys we don't even know that are out. I think everybody, I think like almost everybody involved within the pitching side of things is out. Um, and and it, it kind of begs the question, you know, who do you go after? And there, there are interesting names out there. I brought up for a podcast, Joe Madden. Would be somebody that could be a name. Uh, John or Josh brought up Don <laughs> Mattingly. Uh, could be a name. Do uh, you think there's any slim chance that Ned Yost comes back? 
<laughs> I mean, uh, I'd sure as hell hope so. When he retired, he never, he didn't make it sound like he was done forever. He oh, kind of made it sound Lord. more so like he wanted to just spend some time with his family and like have a summer off. If Ned wants to come back, I'm not going to like be there saying like no. However, I think I'd like to go another direction. Ned Yost is 67 years old. No, I know. I mean, it was just, yeah, it was just a thing that I was just putting out there. But I'd like to go for like a younger mind that's like maybe a little bit like. I want a, a Kevin bit... Cash. I want my own Kevin Cash. Yeah. Someone that's a little bit like a little quirky, maybe, but like they're very particular. Like they do things their way. It's new. It's nuanced, and we're not doing this old. Like, you know what I mean, man? The Royals just. I'd like to see them spice it up a bit. Uh, and I'm worried they're not going to. Like, Josh, before this, mentioned, like, Dom Mattingly. Hell no. Fuck that. Why? The dude the dude failed in Los Angeles. What the hell is he going to do with the Royals? I like, forgot about another I, guy that needs to go. Uh, Vance Wilson needs to fucking go. Oh, oh my God. I Had think, a horrific he, year as our third base coach. He has, like, probably the fucking... Worst blooper reel of third base coaching errors in a single season I've ever seen. It's like he has no fucking idea what he's doing. Like it blows my mind. Um, yeah, it's it's insanity. You know who I thought about? I I remember he used to be here. What about Don Wakamatsu? <laughs> Don, what what's he doing nowadays? Um, he is currently, I believe, the bench coach for the Rangers. Uh, he is. I could look him up, but Don uh, Matsu. Looks like he's unemployed at the moment. Okay, so 59, a little older. Uh, but I, I don't know, I was just throwing out some fucking names from previous people. He was manager of the Rangers for 10 games. In oh, wow. Interesting. Um, uh, Ron Washington, yeah, he was... he's old, but Ron Washington won a lot of games with the Nationals. They fired him, but won a lot of games there. I, I don't know where he's at right now, but I would take him. I, I like Dude, him Wait, a lot. Ron Washington is still, like, head coaching even after the cocaine debacle? <laughs> I didn't even know about the cocaine debacle, to be honest. Dude, yeah, he got caught with cocaine and was like, oh, uh, like, it was just the one time I ever did. Uh, you know, like, everyone mind. does cocaine never mind, once. Never mind. Okay, never mind, I guess. Uh, yeah, he's also 70, so. To, yeah, you guys Maybe just not. <laughs> Maybe not. He is 70 years old, I guess. Uh if they were, I'll say this. This is a fun question. If they were to go Cubs style, right, where they hired uh, David Ross and bring back a former player to be the new manager, who would you want it to be? Um, I, th- I thought of Gordon, maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I think of man- the first manager. The first guy I thought of. The first guy. I don't know why this was the first guy I thought of, but was Jeremy Guthrie. And I don't yeah, exactly remember. I don't really have a reason why that was the first guy I thought of. But I just feel like he'd be a good manager. He, he could be. I mean, it depends on what your opinion on managers is. Yeah. Like, do you want a guy that is, like, outsider? Do you want an analytics nerd? Do you want I, I'll say this. Another guy that – now, I'm not, I'm not too high on the going after another former Cardinal manager, but Mike Schilt. Um, Mike Schilt did fine with him. Maybe you know, I don't know. Taking the Cardinals' dirty laundry. He's the right now. He is the 
third base coach for the Padres. I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he I don't feel like he deserved to get fired. But then again, I don't want I don't want to just keep going after the Cardinals scraps. You know, I'd like to actually. Get, about get just straight up George Brett. Thought about that. Uh, I don't think he's interested. Remember that year he was our hitting coach for like a month. And our hitting like immediately got, got like, better. Got so and much then, fucking better. Yeah. But and um, then he left and was like, I was shit at my job, and it was like, right. He left because he didn't want to do it. That's why I don't think he would be a. That's why I don't. Yeah. Think, that's why I don't think he'd be a good. That's I don't think he would take the position to be honest. Um, that's so crazy. Like you know the other okay. guy that got caught in the cheating scandal. He's about to be the Mets manager. Was Carlos Beltran? That could be one that they would go with. I don't think that'll happen. I Carlos Beltran got pretty deep in that shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like you don't want to go. Yeah, and they always talk about how, like former catchers are good managers. Maybe like a guy like Butera, but I mean, look, I it, we're getting ahead of ourselves because Matheny isn't even fired yet. But it's just fun to think about the next guy because you don't like the current guy. Yeah. <laughs> and look, Matheny was. It's not like they even searched for another manager. They brought Matheny in the last year of Ned Yost. They had that planned out a year ahead. Like that was already predetermined. At least now, I hope that they go and they look elsewhere. Go to if you're John Sherman, go to Cleveland, go to the Guardians, and find somebody from that staff. Look how good that staff has been with pitching. You know, something like that. I just feel like we've done nothing. Like we have an owner that was in Cleveland for this long, and we've implemented nothing that Cleveland did. Up, uh, no man. Ah, uh, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I mean, it's just <laughs> pitching just a mess. coach. Uh, pitching coach Chris Young, maybe. Oh Lord Jesus Christ! <laughs> Chris Young showing people how to throw balls at a freaking like seventy-five degree angle downwards. Uh, that could that could be the thing Guthrie does as pitching coach. He could be one, or uh, uh, he's probably still gonna play, but Duffy or someone like that that wants to come back. I don't know. To be honest, it's, it's tough to tell. But as long as they. Do I don't something. think it'll be a former player. Though. As it won't to, be a I just want them to do something. I just want them to go somewhere else. I just like, please go after another manager. Just like, do not, please do not run it back with Mike Matheny. I don't. I don't think they will. I, I'm. I'm. I'm holding out belief that that won't. If they're if they're gonna go ahead and fire, um, Dayton, you would think that they have the. You would think that they have what it takes to fire Matheny. You would like to think, and that they're just like letting them see the year out. Yeah, I mean, there's no point in firing him. I mean, I, I think they were gonna let Dayton see the year out until his comments. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think before yeah. he said what he said about the athletic article, I think they were gonna let him finish the year out. And then what he said was just like so bogus that they ended up deciding to cut ties with him right then and there. The Royals, the Royals have a duty to turn shit around. Um, Don Sherman, stay out of the concourses at Kauffman Stadium. I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> you got to be happy with him, though, right now. I mean, he's done something. Yeah, but I still think he's a bitch. I am a little sympathetic towards him that I think everyone was pissed off that he didn't fire Dayton last year. But look, John Sherman got here in 2020. There was a pandemic. You played a fucking, basically not a season. You played 60 games. So, and then in 2021, the team made improvements. They went 74 wins. You know, that was an improvement from, you know, what they had been. 
So really, I'm not mad at John Sherman for not firing Dayton earlier. This was the right time to do it. He's just got to can the guys now, and he's got to move forward. Oh, yeah, he does. It just, it doesn't seem like, it seems like the Royals are still another shit season. I don't think it'll be as bad as this season next year. Hopefully not. Um, you would like well, to think, you'd like to think the young talent in their second year does better. Uh, and the young talent hasn't even really been a problem. But next year, you're hopefully, hopefully not going to have to sit through at-bats from guys like Ryan O'Hearn, Carlos Santana, um, <laughs> those types of players. So hopefully it's just the young, exciting prospects next year. Carlos Santana, who hilariously ended up being... Yeah, he went full, uh, he went full Solaire. He, uh, second they traded him, he was like, oh, I'm on a winning baseball team. I, I remember how to hit the ball now. Yeah. Uh, okay. He has ended up not amazing. Yeah, he hasn't been great, but I mean, he's, he was better than he was here, uh, to start the year at least. Um, we're going to go over this probably, we're probably, we're probably going to go over this again. <laughs> What's your world series right now? And who do you have winning? Uh, so I am going to go with the Mets over the Yankees. You got the Subway Series going down. Yep. Subway Series. I'd love to see it, but not really. Not really. But not really. Um, sheesh. Okay. Where do we want to go with this? In the National League, I'm kind of a dumbass and I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Not a dumbass. I'm just, I'm just annoying for that. It's just too obvious but i don't care they're 106 and 48 they're unbelievable um and then my al preseason pick is out the white Sox were my al preseason pick they've had a horrific year so it's time to change that up i'm gonna go houston i think we get rematch of astros dodgers and i like the dodgers to win this time all right I would I would be fine with that. I'd my be fine hell with world series, my absolute hell world series would be Cardinals Astros. That yeah, would be Cardinals like, Astros, Cardinals Yankees, or Cardinals Cardinals Astros. Just you could like shoot me. That would be out of the American League. Honestly, I'd be cool with Tampa winning or Seattle. Tampa and Seattle. Okay, out of the National League, pretty much anybody but the Cardinals. I wouldn't mind seeing the Braves repeat. Wouldn't mind seeing the Mets win. Wouldn't mind seeing the Padres go on a run or something like that. Just just please not Cardinals. Please, 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 please. But I am happy that Albert got to uh, 700. All right. Well, unless you have anything else to add, we can go ahead and wrap this week's episode up, John. I think that's all we got. Um, fuck Mizzou. Yeah. Uh, tough, tough scene. Also, go Iowa State this week. Please beat Kansas. Please. Uh, for everything that is holy. Uh, and we'll see you next week.